Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so very much for tuning in to Trailblazers Radio. You guys are tuned into the Authors Alley. I am your host, Mr. Frederick Beatty. You guys could have been anywhere else, but you guys are right here rocking out with us, and I most definitely appreciate that. So I want to welcome you guys to Friday night, man. I hope you guys hope your Friday has been well. Hope you guys have been doing hope you guys have been doing well. And I hope you guys have been, you know, taking care of each other and trying to stay trying to stay stay safe and stay out of these heat in the dog days of summer. But we got a great show for you guys tonight. I have a wonderful guest in the studio, in the, coming to the stage with us in a few moments. And before we do that, I just want to throw a couple of announcements, man. So I want to first and foremost, I want to give a big shout out to my brother, to my boy, to my brother, Mr. No Limit SK, for launching his only one from only one um, apparel and promotions brand. I'm actually rocking this shirt right now. So if you guys want to check him out, you guys can go check him out at Only One Promotions and Apparel on his on Facebook. And, you know, if you guys want to go to, want to order a shirt or some other apparel, man, you guys go, please do that and go support support this gym, this young man. Also, I want to give a big shout out to my two beautiful co, my two beautiful hosts, Miss Quentin Jones and Coco Fenton. Um, those two ladies are doing some amazing things and keep your ears and eyes on the ground for her, for those ladies, because they got some great, great things coming up. Also, another, last but not least, a big shout out to my sis, Angela Thomas Smith. Um, just want to say thank you, sis, for continually, you know, pouring into me and pushing it pushing me and supporting me also want to give a big shout out to my to my to my good to my best friend and my good friend miss monica reese for pouring into me pushing to me and just giving me just giving me the that that oof to keep going when i have when i'm having a bad day um last but but most definitely not least i want to give a big want to i want to say you know all this is impossible without the man of above which is god without him none of this is possible or, or even happen so uh, I want you guys to continue to follow us on Facebook at Trailblazers with a Z Radio. Also follow us on Instagram at Trailblazers Radio, and also subscribe to our YouTube page at Trailblazers Radio. So, without any further ado, this young man, this young man I got in the studio in the, in, the, in the studio with me right now, does not need an introduction. So I'm gonna give this man the best introduction that I possibly can. So first and foremost, I met the, I met this gentleman uh, when I when I submitted an article to. His magazine, the Life Magazine, and from that point forward, it's been it's been nothing but brotherly love ever since, man. I've I true I truly appreciate I truly appreciate this man for giving me a shot at being a freelance writer for the time I was able to and for the time I was able to be with the Life Magazine. It was an enjoyable time for me, but I want to I I truly appreciate this brother for doing that for for just giving me that chance and. We'll talk a little bit about that as the interview goes on, but we're also going to talk about his mostly his most recently released book, and we're going to get into that as well. But this is this is all this is an awesome brother, an awesome editor, and just an awesome person all the way around, man. And I can, and I am so honored to be to first of all have him in, number one have him in the studio with us, and also just I'm honored to be the honored to be called brother, and also just be honored to be you know, affiliated and associated with this gentleman. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce to you guys Mr. Gerald Anderson Sr. Brother man, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Good to be here, man. Thank you for the introduction. Man, look, I, I had to do it, man. I had to do it, man. I'm, and for the for the folks that's out there in Radio Land and out there that's listening to us, man, I, I really, I truly meant what I said. Man, I could not, I am very, very proud, very, very honored to be to be called brother with it, to be called a to be a brother in a line with this man because he gave he gave me that he gave me that opportunity as a freelance writer when other magazines and other platforms did not. And I'm so appreciative of that. And it just allowed me to expand my horizons and grow as a grow number one as a writer, but also as a in in other areas as well. So so first and foremost, man, I want to just thank you for that I forgive for giving me that opportunity man it do, it does not cut it does not go unnoticed i appreciate it yeah no, no, no problem it was it's good you're always family <laughs> once you become become you know a writer on the life magazine we always consider you family and so you know it, it, it was good man it was a great experience you know we i was looking for you to come back actually so look at me now see now, that, now that's not now, that's not that's not out of the question now <laughs> all right that's not out of the question now, and we can we'll we'll, 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 we'll we'll most definitely talk about that offline. You know what I'm saying? But okay. look, I want to get I want to really I just want to jump right into this thing, man. So I mean, this is your first interview in like a year. What what what's it? What what was the delay? What took you so long? Why why you didn't jump back into the spotlight? 
uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of just like uh, took some time. You know what I mean? The, the pandemic was going on and stuff. Yeah. So I, I kind of took some time away from interviewing, but that time wasn't wasn't like wasted because uh, I don't know if you've been keeping account, but last year I put out three books. And oh, I've been counting. <laughs> I've been counting. So that time wasn't going wasted. So even though I wasn't on the circuit, you know, I was still writing. You know, and then this is so. This is like the fourth since the pandemic started back in. Uh, for me, it started back in March of 2020. So this is like the fourth book that I've, I've written and put out in that time. So, but um, it was time for me to get back out and start doing some interviews and getting back out outside and start, you know, uh, marketing that book. You know, and I, I also, you know, I have to say that I really do think this one is the best book that I've ever written. And that's the early feedback too, is, is people who have read several of my uh, titles also kind of concur with that, 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 that this one is the best one. So, you know, when you write for as long as I've been writing, which is 11 years, and wow. you know, 18 titles out there, you know, you, you get, you get better as you keep writing. Oh so, yeah. And I, I think that that's a culmination of, of me getting better with the, with the more books that I put out there. And um, just the story itself, though, I think it's just like one of my best ideas. So, <laughs> so all it all kind of came together in the perfect storm for this book that, that took to be the best one ever. So that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So for for those for those who for those who don't for those like for those in my in my in, on my for those for, for those of us in my audience who don't know you, mm-hmm. um, how did you get your start? How did you get your start in writing? Um, well, you know, when I was in my I was in my master's program, um, and I graduated. My ma- with my master's degree from the University of Cincinnati. And that, um, that last class that you have to take is a class that's the only one in that semester. And it's nothing but writing that last paper. And that you know, last paper is like 50, 50 plus pages you know, that it has to be. So you're doing nothing but writing in that class. So after that class was over, I was like so burnt out with writing. I was like, well, academic writing. I said, you know what? It's time that I did some writing for myself. So I went into and started writing my first novel, We Come in Peace. And um, it, t- it took me two years to put that together and get it um, out there. So that's that's what actually got me started. And, you know, I enjoyed the process so much that it just continued on from that point. So We Come in Peace came out in 2010. So I've been writing for 11 years. Yeah. That's a that's a lot that's a lot that's a long time to be well I won't say that's a long time to be writing but that's a that's quite a long time with you know with eighteen titles of eleven years of writing you know that's that's a that's a lot that's a lot of creative juices flowing <laughs> all at one time so so how to so I guess the secret I guess my thing is as a writer myself you know that's that writes of or that writes a myriad of writes a variety of writes in a variety of genres how do you how do you how, how do you keep your stories fresh what's the secret to that. <laughs> well, I, I think the, the secret is really just, you know, your creative juices, you know, because I tell people all the time, you know, especially people who are aspiring to write fiction stories, you know, you, um, for me, they can come to me at any time. And, and what I've noticed is a lot of times I dream, them, you know, so ah. I'll, I'll dream a part of the story. But if you if you dream it and wake up and then sometimes you go back to sleep or stuff, you may forget the story. So I keep a keep my you know, my phone's right by my bed, which has a recorder on it. So if I dream something, I'll either talk, you know, speak that dream into the phone and record it, so I rem- I won't forget it, or I'll type it into the phone so I don't forget it. So some somewhere there's a record somewhere of of what that dream was about. And ironically, one of one of my titles was called The Dream. Oh man, I had a dream about that about you know that story. And so that it was called a dream, but that's, I do that. And, and so like my phone is, is my lifeblood. It's with me all the time. So every time I get a notion for a story, I put it in my phone. And then when I get a chance, I go and put it on my computer. And um, I, I don't know if you know, like, like music artists, like Prince, you know, Prince passed away. There's this whole vault of music that he has, you know, that's unpublished music that's sitting in his vault. You know, that's kind of like how I am. On my computer, I got a, I got I probably say easily thirty to forty titles just sitting there with you know pieces of them written, so unfinished. Right. So I have if even if I don't have 
something that pops into my head to write, I got a whole closet full of, full of <laughs> that I can pull from and write. So, so you, so you are, so you already get, so you already got an arsenal behind you, right? So that, that's what I tell people all the time: keep, keep whatever you got. And most people got a phone, so then they keep it with them. So right. keep the phone with you. Have have a method of recording whatever that is you come up with, because you don't want to forget it. Now, see, I'm I'm strictly old school. I got, I got like three or four composition notebooks. I'm looking right now over on my little arm where I got like three or four composition notebooks that have all kind of stuff written into it, words past the margins and everything. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't use composition books. I have to have it electronically. I I, I guess because I look at myself as I'm, I'm still. I, I guess I'm. I won't call myself old school, but I think for me, I prefer to write it or write it on paper first, and mm-hmm. then transcribe it to the to the lap to my laptop or something like that. Just for some strange reason, it's just that's been my process for like the last four years, and I haven't changed it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean that works for you. That works for you. I mean, every, everybody's got to have their own, got to be comfortable with their own way of, of, you know, getting that story out there. But whatever works for you, you know, that's that's what you need to use. But, exactly. Yeah. So, what, but when if you're trying to keep that, you know, get that 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 notion or that feeling or whatever it is that that tells you this is a, this could be a potential story, write that down at that moment. Because right. You, you will forget it otherwise. Right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> So, besides, you know, now now that folks know how you got how how you started in writing, who do you consider as writing influences? It can be someone that's known. It can be an author that's known, or it can be someone that's not known. Um, that that influenced me. Um, I tell you, when I was in the military, you know, I was in the military for twenty years. Um, I was stationed in Germany, and I met a good brother back then. His name was Carlton Bailey, and Carlton Bailey was an activist you could say <laughs> and he was he was into donald goins you know i, I know you know you know who donald goins oh yeah and so he he had pretty much all of donald goins books and so when i met him you know in, in germany you know it's, it's a different world for us because you know we're americans are the minority in germany of course so, you know, military people we, we connect well over there you know, the camaraderie is is close so um I'm in Carlton's room and he, you know, he shows me all these books by Donald Goins, you know, and at the time I had not heard Donald Goins. And so uh, he turned me on to Donald Goins and I started reading and that's when I really started to, to, to understand that black people can write and put, yeah. <laughs> and he was, and he was writing about, you know, he lived in the, in the neighborhood and stayed in the neighborhood, no matter how much money he made, he stayed there and he wrote, and that's what he wrote about. So I, you know, I, I I think that inspired me to, and, and I and I felt like one day I would be a writer because wow. of it, so. See now 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 you you're one of the, one of the, one of the rare people that say that you know you that Donald Goins was it wasn't an inspiration for you to write or someone that you that you would that you were first exposed to as a reader and mm-hmm. got you to write. That's that's for some people. I know for some people that's a rarity, but I would let y'all. I would tell y'all right now and. And I know my brother Gerald can attest to this. No, say what you want. Say what you want about Donald Goins. That dude. That dude was a hell of a writer. He was. <laughs> yeah. Y'all can y'all can sleep on that man, but oh, but he, he was a hell of a writer. Well, I, th- I think most people, a lot of people, have a problem with what he wrote, but I, I I admire what he wrote because he wrote about what he knew. You know, he he grew up in the neighborhood. These are all stories that he pulled from, and and that's one of the first things you that you learn as a fiction writer is write what you know. Right. And that's what he did. He wrote what he knew about, you know, so, you know, you may not, you may not care for what he was writing about, but you have to respect the man as a writer, you know, and, and he could have, he could have moved in some lavish home somewhere and lived off of his income, but he did, you know, he stayed in the, in the the hood and continued to write. Man, look. So that's mad respect for me. Oh, indeed, indeed. I mean, and it's rare. It's, I mean, you write what you know about sometimes. I mean, I think I think that's something that we all, I think all writers do any in any anyway. It's based yeah. off our own personal experiences or what we've what we've endured or what we've went through or even what we see, whether it's in our neighborhood or whether it's in the, you know, in around around the world or in the streets and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I, so I think it's so it, so it is so that's universal as far as I'm concerned. Now, you you did twenty years in the military. Uh, was that now? Was it Air? Was it Air Force? Okay. Is, is there any other? 
<laughs> See, uh, you know, you, we, we not we not for the have we not for the have this debate right now. Because see, uh, air see all y'all all y'all see all y'all Airedales out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a squid, so I got so I so I got so I got to poke for us somehow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got to poke for us somehow, but I mean, 20 years in the Air Force did was that did that did that that 20 years in serving active duty was that. Did that have, did that did that also help kind of shape what you were to write about? Um, no, it didn't. I mean, it, it, I think the um, the Air Force had its place in my life, and um, and that meant and that, and that means that the Air Force saved me at a young age because I, I joined the Air Force straight out of high school, pretty much. You know, I, I graduated Same high here. school in June of eighty, July of eighty. I was in the Air Force. And, um, <laughs> I know I knew at that age because I, I was actually 17 when I signed up in July I turned 18 and then I went in so I actually knew that I needed to get away you know that right. my situation at home wasn't wasn't ideal and so I, I knew I had to get away to get my life going and that's what I did you know I joined the Air Force I got away you know I got I got to see things that that if I had stayed in Tampa, uh, I grew up in Tampa, Florida. If I had stayed in Tampa, I might not have ever seen. You know, right. I went away. You know, I've been to other countries. You know, I've been to, like I said, I've been to Germany, I've been to Korea. You know, so I, I've seen a lot of stuff. And of course, you pull on a lot of that stuff when you start to write. Right. You know, wow. You had a lot of experiences around the world. You can pull on a lot of things from around, around the world. Right. The books. And the funny, the, the one, the one thing that you meant, the one thing that I think that you, that I think you kind of touched on, but didn't, but didn't necessarily mention, is that, you know, those experiences that you have, and when you experience other cultures and other places, you know, those are things that you can, you are, you are, you can pull on that, but you can also kind of, you can also, in a way, relate to that if you, especially if you've been in a place for a significant amount of time. Right. And I know, like when I, because I went in the military, same like same age as you did, at, around. I signed up at seventeen, what September nineteen ninety, which is when I graduated. Well, September nineteen ninety, like three months, like two months after I graduated high school, I'm off on a plane to San Diego, California, for boot camp. I'm like, oh lord, I have no idea what's going to go down. <laughs> so, to be exposed to those type of things and be exposed to other people, it taught me a great deal about you know number one about just being mindful and well being mindful and respectful of other people but uh in other cultures but also it taught me a great deal about other people in other cultures because i was like wow i'm like this is what this is what i've been missing i ain't seen none of this yeah that's how i felt too so yeah even in basic training you meet people from all across the country you man know, and see that that you're and for me that small little world in tampa you know, you see a, a whole different you know group of people, and they are from all over the world, and I mean all over the United States, and you know you, you start to see that there are different ways of doing things. You know exactly. And, exactly. and the thing about the thing I love about the military, you know, after twenty years, you know, is that connection with with those with those brothers of mine. You know, I I got guys that I've ran into. Um, 20 30 years later and it's like we never lost the beat exactly that that, that, bro that brotherhood yeah that, that is that brotherhood you know it's, i had a, had a friend of mine come through town a few weeks ago and he, he was like hit me up on facebook say hey i'm in town you know we meet up and we eat you know it's like hey you know, like we was just hanging out together in germany or something. <laughs> never lost a step it's all it's the one and that's the one thing i like about it i loved about it too is that that brotherhood and that camaraderie that you get that you get from a lot of people. I mean, it's just like me, just like you. I'm, I've ran across a couple of cats that I served with, mm -hmm. um, and we just talk like it, like we, like we hadn't even been away from each other for an extended period of time, right? Right. <laughs> and it's and it's and I and I, I love it, man. I love it to be able to reconnect with reconnect with some of my some of my brothers, you know, that serve. And it doesn't matter for me. I'm I'm cool. I'm, I was cool with everybody, with anybody, with everybody who served wherever. You know, I got Army buddies, I got Air Force buddies, I have Marine buddies. I mean, some folks that I served with in the Navy, mm -hmm. and also, you know, had some Coast Guard buddies that I know that I know for that I knew for a while. So, 
that brotherhood with no matter what, no matter what level, no matter which branch of service you are, you're in that brotherhood remains constant. Right. Absolutely. So, man, so the one thing that now I will, I will most definitely want to jump into this to your recent release. So, okay. but before I do that, what, because just I, I, for, for me reading synopsis, reading the synopsis of that book, it it can, it comes off as, and this is just what I thought. It, I said, okay, this might be some espionage or some military fiction or somewhere along that line. But the question I want to ask you speaks to the majority of what you've written thus far. I know that you've written, you've read, you wrote a book about domestic violence um, and, and some other books as, as well. But what genre do you think that you fit in the most? Christian fiction. There we go. There we go. That's the number one. I do write in other genres. Like the, the latest one is actually a mystery thriller uh, with, with a touch of romance in there. But uh, uh. The, most of, the most of my books are, are Christian fiction. And uh, like the, the book you just mentioned about domestic violence is standing firm. That, that happens to be the, the best-selling book of all time for me. You know, and, and that book is about domestic violence and it touched a lot of people, you know, and uh, yeah, that that one will last a long time. Indeed. It was it was a very, very good book. A lot of people benefited from that book. So now that was a book that was turned into a movie, right? And it was turned into a movie. Yeah, absolutely. Look, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all right now, if y'all ain't watched, if y'all ain't seen Standing Firm, <laughs> I implore y'all to go to please go watch it it is first of all it's a very powerful story and it's also but it also drives home a very very specific message Mm -hmm. and it ain't gonna be one of the messages that you that you ain't gonna be able to get until the end of the movie you're gonna get the message right then and there you're gonna get the message before you get halfway right (laughs) so i implore you guys if, if you haven't watched that movie please go watch it it's a very powerful and very profound movie and I'll make sure that when we uh, before this interview is over, we'll get we'll get that link and everything like that to to where to where they can watch it and everything of that nature. But now you know, talking about the Death Knights. Okay. Now, I'm like I'm thinking like okay this this sounds like this is gonna be one of those one of those espionage thrill rides, and just from reading the synopsis, without giving away any detail, without giving away any details of the book well before we do that what what was your influence or what inspired you to write this book in this book in particular um a dream but um yeah i woke up one morning and, and had this story on my mind and, and you know sometimes you get a, a little bit of the story and, you know just like one little piece and you piece it all together from there. Sometimes you get a lot of the story and, and you go from there. Uh, this particular time I, I got the idea of seven assassins, which is what the Death Knights are. They're, they're assassins. And, um, but they didn't just you know, grow, grow up to want to be assassins. They were made into assassins. Mm. So uh, you had 100 boys that were kidnapped. And um, so what, all I'm saying is in the synopsis too. So, gotcha. Uh, you had a hundred boys that that were that were kidnapped, and so they they were beaten and tortured and uh, brainwashed until there was only seven of them left, and those those seven became the Death Knights, and they are they are controlled by uh, uh, an off book CIA agent. So, oh, <laughs> so it sounds so sound like these these guys do some wet work. Yeah, and then of course you know you got to have that uh, that three act. Uh, deal that goes on with books, you know, and books and right. movies. So you had the one, the main character that, that realizes that this is all wrong, and you know something, something in his life has changed and, and made him start to realize this is wrong. His memories are trying to fight through, and he's trying to get his life back. So that's, and then that mean, meaning he has to go against his brothers. Mm. So they, you know, that the Death Knights are like a, a brotherhood. You know, there's seven of them. They have rules. That if you, you fight another Death Knight, then there's rules that you have to go behind. Mm. So, so and eventually he has to fight them all one by one. Oof. 
Wow. So, any what was what, what type of research went into that? I mean, I'm pretty sure there was some sort of extensive research into this. Um, really, a lot of it was was things that I've learned through being in the military. You know, and after the military, I worked for the federal government for 20 years. So a lot of stuff I picked up just because I know things. Right. And those, and those, when when it came to things that I didn't know, of course, you, yeah, you do have to research it and you have to. Um, figure some stuff out, <laughs> you know, you know, ask, some, you ask some questions, maybe ask some questions, yeah, talk to some people. But yeah, you had, you had to do, do some of that, depending on, on what you know about the topic. Remember, you write what you know. Mm-hmm. Of course. But, yeah. The most of the, most of the death nights and, and the setting that is, that it starts out in in Florida is my old neighborhood. So I knew the neighborhood, so I didn't have to worry about any of that, you know, so there's a lot of stuff, and I live in D.C., so a lot of books takes place. Well, I live in Maryland, actually, but I know a lot about the, the D.C. area, so that was that's a, that's always the hard part is the setting of your story. You know, where do you, mm. where do you set your story? Because after 18 titles, you know, I can't use D.C. every time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so you got to pick different settings. So again, you go back to writing what you know. If you've been there, you know, you lived there any any kind of time, you got your setting. Got it. Got you. And it seemed like I said, you know, because you because then you mentioned like there is a hundred. It was a hundred boys that were kidnapped. Only seven of them remain. You know, these kids, these boys were were tortured, um, through thrown through some rigorous training. And it seems like you know a lot of these, a lot of a lot of those, you know, they were conditioned to be these these killers. And then one year, and one of your main character realizes that you know he's more than a killer; he's human, or he's beginning to realize he's beginning to humanize himself. How how easy or how difficult was that to do with your main character? Um, well, for 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 him to it, it didn't all happen at once. So you know he had, he had a an event. You know, I'm trying to give it away, <laughs> but yeah, he had an that happened that that, okay. that started his memory to coming back. They didn't all come back at once; it came back in pieces. And you know, he's starting to try to you know fit fit these pieces together with what he what was placed in his mind through the brainwashing, mm. and then that was the biggest brainwashing was the biggest portion of the research was right. You know, how to how to learning get that, how to get that right. <laughs> yeah, how to get that as right as you can possibly get it. You know, for a fictional story, you know, people, you know, people have to remember this. This is fiction, so some things are exaggerated and stuff. So anyway, so you don't want him to have his memory come all the way back at once. He gets it back in pieces, and he's then he's confused with what pieces are real, what pieces are not. You know, so he goes he goes through all of this in order to come out on the other end as this man that he should have been. You know, if he hadn't have been kidnapped. Right, I get it. I understand that. Cool. So. I guess the one thing that I want to ask, and I and this is something that I, that I haven't asked any author that I've talked that I've talked to um, since I've been since I've been you know podcasting, but it's one thing that I, I but I'm curious about, you know, as for you as a writer, now, how important is it, how important is it to you, when it comes to your characters, whether they're they're the they're the, you know the primary character, the secondary character, the tertiary character, or whatever or whomever, how important is it to you to to humanize those characters to which to the point to where the reader is able to identify with them in some in some way, shape, or form. I think that's that's very important to, to be able to to have your character be identified. You know, you have your readers identify with your character. Um, and, and it's funny you said that because I, I had I had someone who was writing a book, and they sent the book to me to to review and edit. And so I, I read the book and I was like, um, this main character is just, is just not, you know, just not getting it. You know, uh, it's, it's, you, know you don't, it, she doesn't seem like somebody that, that you can identify with. So we worked on her character and worked on her. And she had let other people uh, read the book, you know, and, and, and they came back with, you know, whatever opinions that they had. I don't necessarily know what they were. But um, so we worked on the character, worked on the story. And basically redid the whole thing, and then she sent it back to those people to read, and then they were like, "Oh yeah, this is this is hitting it right here." 
So what it started doing was it started making people under to to identify with who that main character was. So you have to be able to identify with that main character, and uh, so yeah, that's the that's one of the most important pieces of the story. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, for me, character development is something that happens prior to me even writing the story. For mm-hmm. some people, character development happens as they're writing the story. So which one which one of those are you as far as your when you create your when you create your characters? Do you develop them prior or do you develop them as you're writing? I'm the I'm the latter as as I'm writing. So I, I may have an idea of what I want this character to be like, but uh, I think I really put all of the all of everything that person is gonna become as I'm writing it. And and with with the character main character in the Death Knights is Brandon Alexander. So but with with Brandon I kinda knew what I wanted Brandon to be like all the way through. And um I think he exemplifies that that person that, you know, he was a good kid, you know, taken out the streets at sixteen years old, forced into this brain uh, brainwashing torture and and everything. And he comes out on the other end and as he starts to get his memory back He's he's still that good kid, but he's trying to get past that program. So he's struggling with that. That's the battle that he has the, uh, to try to overcome is to overcome that brainwashing. So his wasn't that difficult, <laughs> you know. Right. It's, it's a character that you wanted, that I wanted. And uh, if you go go back to standing firm, since so we talked about that a little bit, that character, um, Rain Davis, is the main character in that book. And she's the woman that ends up getting abused and all. So she was she was a fun character to create <laughs> <laughs> because she was she was the kind of character she was the kind of woman that she was a, the youngest of the three sisters and you know she thought she was the best of them as far as singing goes you know because it's about three uh, it's about singing she wants to be a, a singer a star and uh, so she thought she was the best singer and she thumbed the nose up at her family and mm. stuff like that so. She was fun to create, but but that book, most people read that book, and the character uh, named Lawan, Lawan Craig is pretty. A lot of people end up liking her as as their favorite character, you know. So these characters, though, they they what what Standing Firm really taught me was character development is so so important mm. because people were identifying with these characters, you know. They right. really really got close to them especially rain because something you know either you know somebody that's been abused or you, you know you've been in abusive relationships and stuff so a lot of people would identify with who rain was and how she acted in that story mm, yeah. wow that's what's up man i like that now on the subject of writing female characters mm-hmm. now for me writing writing female characters and for me is somewhat is somewhat difficult because there is a there's an emo there's an emotional attachment that you have to that you have to create for especially for if it's a female reader you have to create that emotional attachment for for a female character and i found that really difficult in my first book because because of the emotional upheaval that the character was going through and i was like and i was called and i was as a writer you end up I appreciate you get to test this yourself. You end up, you get caught up in that too, as well as you're writing it. Mm-hmm. Was writing a female character easy for you, or was it difficult for you? No, nah, it was it was difficult for me. Um, because the first real female character, main character that I had to create was Rain Davis and Standing Fire. You know, the, the the main character in the book before that, Twenty Seven Hours, was there was a female main character, but there was kind of she wasn't like the forefront like Rain is. So right. a lot had to go into Rain, you know, making Rain who she was. The, the thing that helped me in that story, though, was uh, what Rain had to go through. And since, and I understood that because I, I witnessed people going through domestic violence, you know, right. her stories about my, in uh, my family about domestic violence. Mm. So I pulled a lot from that and I, I created the character of Rain who she was, who she was, you know, from just her personality traits to, to make her, 
you know, you in, in the first act, you want to show her as this confident, I'm the best there is. And, you know, but then you want to see that she's willing to do anything she has to do to get that contract, get that right. contract. And then once she gets it, you know, act two, she's now in this, she's gotten to the top and now she's struggling because she's an abusive in an abusive relationship. So wow. a lot of rain came from the, from what she was going through. And then you just added the personalities to her. Right. Um, and I, I know for me, there were, I know for me, there were difficulties in writing, um, one of my female characters, which is when my, um, in my first book, um, Karina, because because of the visceralness of her of her experiences, you know, she was she started she was and this is not well. I don't mind giving I don't mind giving stuff away at this point because some because I think enough people have read it and asked me those questions. But to write write a write a character who who you know who is. Who had a who had, who had a mother and father, but the father father you know father left. Mother was mother literally killed herself over over the over the father, and then from this this character bounces from foster home to foster home, only to be sexually abused by one of the by the father by the foster father, and and have a child only for the foster mother to kill the child, and then mm. from that to leaving and. You know, resorting to the streets, and I, I'll say this, I'll say this to anybody because, because a lot of people didn't didn't look at it from that point. The character that I wrote, Karina, that I wrote was actually a was actually a working girl, mm-hmm. and nobody like, wait a minute, really? That's what you wrote? Yeah, that's what I wrote. And <laughs> to kind of connect to, for me to connect all those visceral experiences, not only the trauma of. Being sexually abused, but also having a child by the by her abuser, but also having a child taken away from her by the mom, by the mom, by you know, by murder, and then now resorting to that, resorting to being that being a streetwalker was, I found I kind of found that a I found that a very difficult transition to kind of put though put to put two and two together with that to forward where we're equal for what when for your character Rain what 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 did you use to kind of bring all bring all that together as far as like the those visceral experiences that she had from act two forward yeah well i, I basically pulled on on the experiences that i i witnessed as far as women that, that have gone through domestic violence so you know hearing their stories and talking to them about their stories you know a lot of the scenes that are in that book come from actual stories that people um that people have experienced you know, there's there's one scene in the in the movie and in the, in the book where her abuser is beating her with a belt. That was somebody's story. You know, that wow. I just made up myself. That you was know, somebody's story. Somebody's actual story. So, you know, remember, you always go back to you write what you know. Exactly. And so that's how that piece of information got in, into that scene got into that book was because that was somebody's story that actually happened to them. Wow! So I created I created that scene, so it happened to rain. Wow, that's and that's I love me. I like that. I like that because again, it it speaks to the visceralness of the situation, but it mm-hmm. also speaks to the truth of the situation, right? You know, and which is what I really like. I, I like to do in all of my books is I my, I design my books to, to entertain people. But while I'm entertaining them, I'm sneaking them some education. Oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. That's what I really like to do with all of my books is somehow I'm, I got while I got you entertained, I'm also teaching you something. You know, because like, um, like with domestic violence, you know, you want to get more word out about domestic violence. You know. Oh yeah, most definitely. That was, that was the, the 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 process behind that one was to let people see that this stuff is still going on. Right. Know? Right. So. But so, you know, because we are, we know standing firm is going to be that that that's going that's going to be that's going to be the that's going to be your baby right there. Yeah. You know, regardless. But you know, how's the response been for the Death Knights? Good. It's been great, actually. You know, the Death Knights have has gotten a really good response so far, and I haven't even really hit the trail yet. You know, I've, I've done I've done some. Um, you know, this is like like I said, his first interview in a year. 
So, you know, I'm revving up to get out there and get some stuff going. But I've already sold most, you know, almost the entire first um, batch of books that I've purchased. You know, wow. you know, it, it's going it's going great. So I, I tell people now, get, get them now, <laughs> get them now while you can. Wow. That's and it's good. It's good to have that. That that positive feedback mm-hmm. and, you know, just to have people be thoroughly amazed about, you know, what you do. I mean. And, just, and this is a, and I'll say this for a lot of for people that for my audience for our for my audience that don't know you this is this book will be is a great introduction to get to getting to know who you are as a writer. So, okay. So I most definitely so I most definitely say that to uh, to my uh, to our audience. So if you guys want so if you guys are curious about what this gentleman is what this gentleman has going on with the death knights you you're gonna have to you're gonna have to purchase a book to find out. This is a great inf- introduction to to know who this. Who this who this powerful young man is as a writer, but switching gears now we now you but you're also the editor in chief of a of a magazine right. that 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 I'm that I'm so that I'm so proud that I'm I am very I'm very proud to be to be part of that family and looking forward to trying to integrate myself back into that family again. So tell everybody tell 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 everybody about the Life Magazine. Okay, Life Magazine is is. It's another of one of my babies. You know, I I, um, I bought it in two thousand late two thousand sixteen, put out the first issue under under my management in uh, January two thousand seventeen. So we've been going for coming up on five years. We've been going along as a as a magazine. So we come out quarterly. You know, we put out a quarterly issue. Um, we're a Christian based magazine. It's just a lifestyle magazine. We try to we try to put out positive news, and not that we try to put out positive. We put out positive news, right? And um, we try to we try to educate people. We try to entertain them, and we try to put out um, stories about people that you may not have ever heard of. And so, you know, that's we could we could put, post stories about you know celebrities and actors and actors and actresses that you hear about all the time. But why? You know, they, they, there are other magazines for that. We want to put out information about people you don't know, but you need to know because these people are doing some positive things. They, there's positive news, and, and, and that's what we want people to get that message that we, instead of sharing, getting a million views on a fight that occurred in McDonald's parking lot or something, <laughs> to hear about the good news, you know, that, that's, that's happening out there, the good things that people are doing. And that's what the Life Magazine was all about. Man, it's and it was that's that's it's such a rarity nowadays to have magazines that do that. I mean, you know, and I can I can speak for my own involvement in it that it was tremendously um, beneficial um, to a lot to a lot of people, especially the ones, especially people that I you know that I talked that I talked to them about it about the magazine, and they actually read it for themselves, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, geez, I mean." How can I get this? Well, you gotta subscribe, man. You know, get your get your subscription, and you and you good to go. I'll say, I mean, I will say this: that it was for me, it was the most positive experience ever, just to be around. You know, you, Miss Tina, uh, Shantae, and all the uh, and all the other um, contributing and contributing writers was amazing, because again, these are these are people that a lot of us don't know about. But right. you need to know. You need to know who you need to know who these people are. Right. And I find it. I, I every time. Every time I look. And I know you guys are quarterly now, but even now I have a subscription, so I make sure I make sure I tap in all the time. Okay. But every but every every issue that I that I looked at, I see now. It's it's always an interesting read from back from front to back mm-hmm. because it's always going to be something that's going to be. That's going to educate you. It's always going to be something that's going to empower you. That's going to uplift you. That's going to motivate you. And then you, and then y'all have, then you guys have these wonderful articles about these amazing people. Right. That we all, I think we all should know about. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm about to put myself back into the fold again. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, I get, I get, I didn't know, I didn't know what I was. I, I, I truly didn't know what I was missing until I, until I actually. Until I actually missed it, and um, just and like you said earlier, you know, it's it's family, 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah, currently we have uh, on the summer issue that we have out right now, we have Tyler J. She's a she's a rising actress. That uh, oh. and and she's a brand ambassador. I think she has like over she represents like a hundred brands or something like that. Wow. I actually I actually read that article. That was that was that was wonderful. Yeah. So she's a, she's rising up. So you, you know we got her now, so we can say she was on our cover first before she was before she ends up on one somebody of else's cover. <laughs> yeah, she was on ours first. So you know we we've had uh, in that same issue we also have the the current Miss um, Miss for America pageant winner who's a, a young young lady. She's black black young lady from Ohio, and uh, she tried she tried she tried like twenty one times. To uh, to win win the pageant and on a twenty second try, which which was going to be her last chance to try because she was going to age out, she won. Wow, that's <laughs> what's was, up, man. That's, that was the Ohio that was the Ohio pageant that she finally won. Then she ends up winning the national one too. So. Wow, that's what's up, man. That's that's cool, man. And I noticed you guys, I noticed you guys are going on going actually doing some some things on Instagram too, like with little little um, little short little video shorts and stuff. Yeah, we're doing a, what's called a positive uh, positive media moment, and that's uh, featuring Buff Patterson. She's a she's a um, a comedian actually in uh, Los Angeles, California. That that's now has become our own reporter. <laughs> so wow. she's, she's going out and, and we're, we're, again, we're still trying to fulfill that positive media. You know, we want to put out stories that you may not heard about. And, uh, this week's story was a, a story about. Um, from back in the day about a woman who got, got over slavery and got free from slavery. And she ends up being like one of the rich people in Los Angeles, California. So, um, Oh man. Yeah. We try to put those, they, they only about one or two minutes long, you know, but we that again, it's positive media that we're trying to push out there to people. So we try to push that out every Friday on our social media platform and hopefully it'll, you know, one day catch on and people, start getting inundated with that positive media when, instead of that negative stuff that, that's out there. I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna front. I be, I ain't gonna front. I be looking forward to that. <laughs> I ain't gonna even front. <laughs> <laughs> I be looking for, I be looking forward to that positive media moment because you, yeah. you have to have something that's gonna make you feel, make you feel good about yourself and uplift you and empower you. Right. Because you, I mean, you and you are we 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 both know that this you know this media thing is just oversaturated with a lot of negativity and speculation and everything of that nature. Yeah. To have that one positive thing that could probably bring some light to someone's day is, I think, is a very very good thing. Mm-hmm. And to have to have someone have a have someone have a comedian do it, that that's I think that's I think that's that's a genius move right there. <laughs> yeah, because because that's their job is to make people laugh, bring you know laugh and be positive, and being happy. You know exactly, exactly. And and the, and I and I like how she and she she delivers it with such energy and passion, and that's and that what and that's what makes it even more. That's what makes it even more appealing. Right. Yeah. So, as I mean, you've been you've been doing you've been this editor, you've been doing this thing for you've been doing the book thing for a while, mm-hmm. you've been doing the magazine thing for a while for for now at least. For at least four years now. So, same question, but to but on two but on two separate fronts. Mm-hmm. For your for the for the books that you write, where do where do you where do you see yourself where do you see yourself writing where do you see yourself as a as a as a book writer in the next maybe in the next couple of years and where do you see your magazine play where do you see the magazine platform in the next couple of years. Well, first with with the books, you know, I'm, I I just continue to write. You know, um, I tell people all the time: if you get in the writing business, you, you want to become an author to be rich, you're in the wrong business. Oh yeah, because <laughs> you you I mean you could get rich, but you know it's not as easy as you might think it is. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I told myself years ago that regardless of how much money I made, it's it, it's that it's not about the money; it's more about the writing, because writing, writing these stories actually is therapeutic. You know, it, it it takes you away to another place that you created. You make your own world, and and you know you put the populated with the people that you want to populate it with, and mm-hmm. it takes your mind away from whatever problems you may have. 
in your life. So it's therapeutic to write. And so I, I write and I mean, I got the publishing thing down. So <laughs> I get them out the door and, put, and publish them, you know. So it's not about the money for me. But um, you will see more stories coming out. I, got, I already have the next book is already written. <laughs> it's a matter of, you know, uh, once I've done marketing and, and going and hitting the trail for, for the death nights, once that's over, then guess what? Fatal misperceptions will be out. Back, <laughs> back in the lab, back in the lab again, huh? But I, I don't even have to go in the lab because it's already written. All already written. Is, all I can do is publish it. It's already and it's going through beta readers right now. So, I mean, I'm already ahead of the game as far as the next book will come out, you know, and, and that's just the next next two years. I'll just keep going the same way. You know, if I happen to hit the New York Times bestseller, great. If I don't, I'm still putting out books. You know? There you go. Go, 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 keep, go, keep, go keep pushing out that product, huh? That's right. Because I, I have people all the time that tell me they enjoy the, the stories. They, you know, they, they look forward to reading the next one, you know, that comes out. And so, you know, it's it's. it's those people, there's some people out there who always buy my books, no matter what, you know. And and, and those are the people you do this for, you know. Exactly. They, they really, they really get into your stories. They they and they they read them and they and they give you feedback and and, and everything. So it's like I said, it's not about the money. It's just about writing and continuing to write. You know. That's and, what's up. That's yeah. what's up. As far as the magazine goes. You know, we again, we're, we're going to keep doing the same thing. We're going to keep putting them out there. I mean, and now, you know, the magazine is kind of flipped in a different way. You know, we used to be like pounding the ground, trying to find people to get on the cover and in the, in the magazine and stuff. Now it's like people are coming to us. You know, we're, we're getting emails virtually every day, you know, saying, hey, you know, what about this person? You know, and we, we're, we're not only getting people, we're getting, you know, people that have representation. You know, have managers, mm. and then and the, so the managers are contacting us to say, "Hey, you know, we how do we get on your magazine? You know, they want to get on your radar." So that, you know that so that so the magazine is getting a lot of visibility right now. So, wow, that's what's up, man. And and even and I think even when I was when I started with you guys, it was it was it was always building up to that toward the toward the toward the visibility. I think it, I think it was always building up towards that, and. Now that you now that you guys are doing it quarterly, and then now you got a lot of people that's that's ser- that's seriously on your radar, that's coming that's coming to y'all. With even now you guys are getting inundated with emails and probably like and maybe calls or text messages and things of that nature from folks wanting to be on the cover of the magazine or wanting to be have an article done about them. I think that I, for me, just from seeing the build up to it mm-hmm. from the from when I started to now, it I was. Cause when I because I saw the I saw the, I saw I see the I saw the difference from when I started to the Sunday your summer issue. Now it was always that eventuality right. that was gonna it was gonna it was gonna blossom into something a lot a lot bigger a lot bigger than what I what I would have personally imagined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 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 actually having to turn people away now. <laughs> oh man! So I mean that I mean that's a, that's a you know a good problem to have. Oh yeah. Um, you know we don't like turning people away, but sometimes we we have to turn them away because we we don't have enough room. You know the layout is is the layout, so right we don't have enough room. And, you know we we did a little survey to see you know how much magazine people like, and so we kind of settled in on the number of pages and our layout is what it is now. But um, yeah, we I don't know if you're familiar with the jazz singer, the uh, not singer but jazz musician Gerald Albright. I am. Okay. Um, his wife's team reached out to us, and she's going to be on the cover. Uh, she's a, she's, uh, I think they call her the Waffle Queen. But, um, she runs Glennis's Kitchen. So Ooh. look for that in the fall. That's in October, the fall 2021. I had the pleasure of interviewing her, and it was an wow. amazing. You know, she was uh, an amazing person. You know, just talk to them and. You know, I grew up listening to Gerald Albright's music. You know, you're like, wow, this dude is talented. You know, you never thought that one day you'd be having a conversation with his wife. Right. <laughs> and she's just a real down to earth person. You know, this, this, I mean, you imagine these big time celebrities to be, you know, something that they, they aren't. They're just normal people like you and I. So. Yeah. 
exactly, exactly. That, that's the kind of people that are reaching out to us now. Wow, that's that's gonna that's gonna be that's gonna be good. That's gonna be some good some good things. It's good, so many good things that's gonna be coming that's coming down the pike with you guys. I mean, I I love I love it, and I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm looking forward to seeing more of what the magazine has and what and more of the articles in the magazine and also the you know, your cover stories. And I'm also, you know, like I said, and we'll talk offline, you know, I'm I'm also looking forward to trying to be to try to get, you know, put myself back into that that realm. But, you know, we'll talk about that. But okay. for but for those but for those but for those who want to or if someone's looking if someone's looking to be like a freelance writer to write for a particular for write for a magazine such as this one, what 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 would they need to do? Um, you got you got to have like a, a resume of your writing, you know that that you can submit because uh, most magazines or most periodicals are going to ask you for a writing sample. Right. You, you need to have a writing sample ready to ready to go that you can submit. So that's going to be the number one thing. But and and you, and you want to make sure that when you research, uh, you know, because not every magazine is going to want your writing whatever you're writing about so right. if you submit to a magazine that covers your area you know you don't you don't want to be a um, a music uh, writer and you submit the sports illustrator yeah because they ain't gonna work they can't use you <laughs> nope so that that's an exaggeration but you know, basically what i'm saying is just research what that magazine's about before you uh, make your request right and the good thing, and and I say this to those to those guys who are who are you know who are freelance writers or upcoming freelance writers, I must I will say I can say this with confidence about this particular magazine because I because I work with them and I work with Mr. Anderson and Shante and Miss Tina and all, and everyone and all and everyone else that's on that's that's the permanent staff. It's it's a, it's a it's a multi-talented and multi-faceted magazine. Um, I'll say I was allowed to write. You know, political stats, political observations, and things of that, and things of that nature within, 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 within limits. Because remember, because remember, this is it's a mag, it's a mag, it's a magazine that does that that delivers positive messages. So there has to be a positive message in between, in between, you know, political rantings. So this is a it's a good this is a good platform to jump on if you're if you're if you're a freelance writer and you want and you want to be able to expand your portfolio. Because Mr. Gerald, Miss T, Mr. Miss Tina, um, I'm not sure if Sha is Miss Shante still on your staff, still on the staff, still yeah. writes. Oh, yeah. yeah, a valuable asset to the life magazine. Man, I I love y'all to you and you and Shante. I love I love y'all to death. I love y'all to life, man. I promise. And I'm, I'm I I I got it. We got it. I got to get. We got to get back in. I got to get back in contact with her because I really want to want to have her on have her on this platform if she's if she's willing and able to. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you know, you got you guys were you guys were the are the best you were the are the best man. I mean, I am again, I'm so proud so I'm so proud to call you a brother and you know, call Miss Shante and Miss Tina and everybody on the staff a sister and to be a part of such a wonderful to be a part of such a wonderful platform and to be associated with such great people, man. I I can't I can't thank y'all enough, you and Shante enough for giving me that chance to do that. Well, yeah, I, th- I think I, um, I've, I've reached a point where I got a good sound board of directors now. And I <laughs> good. Lot because it's uh, they're all women. Uh, <laughs> oh five, yeah, of course. <laughs> it's five of them, and there, it's five women. You know, and um, you know they they keep me straight. You know, they keep them. And I think I think I, I think we got a good group right now. That's uh, we got some good things going. You know, we we're gonna have our first first annual awards show. Next year, oh. um, that's coming. Look for that in uh, February twenty second, I believe. That's what's. That's gonna be. That's gonna be major. Yeah. So we're, we've, major. we've already made the nominations. I think we've already released the nominations to everyone to see who you know see who's been nominated and for what award. So that you know they're sitting on the edge of their seats. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, but I'd be remiss if I didn't didn't mention my board of directors because you know, of, oh yeah because so because I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody gonna say somebody gonna say something like you didn't mention yeah. us <laughs> yeah so like you you said Tina you know Tina Marie Hollywood you know, Tina Scotland same person yeah. 
Shante um, Wilson, Renata Smith, Burl Brackett, and Lala Hadia. Yeah. So that's my five board members right now. Hey, that that's all that's all you need. <laughs> great people with great people with great thought or with great thought processes and since then they're all women, so you know you know it's gonna <laughs> it's always gonna be a consensus <laughs> when it comes to something. Yeah, they keep me straight. Oh yeah, gotta gotta have gotta gotta be able to keep have somebody keep you on your toes, man. Right. But, but before before we conclude this interview, there's a there's a couple things I want I, I want to I want to ask of you. Okay. Uh, the first thing is this is a question that I always ask authors, independent artists, people in business, what and whomever. You know, we all know that life is a marathon, and at some point in that marathon, we're all we're running in one of three stages. The beginning stage where we're just coming out the gate and beginning to get our stride. The middle stage to where we are at our stride and we're and we're running and we're running and running at a good pace. Or the end stage to where we're we we see the finish line and we're at the home stretch and we're gonna we're and we're gonna we're pushing toward that we're pushing toward that finish line. In this particular marathon, when it comes to books, life, magazines, everything, what part what part of the what part of this marathon are you are you at right now? Hmm. Okay, <laughs> that's a difficult question <laughs> because uh, I I'd like to think that um, I'm either at the beginning or the middle because I I don't want to be at the end. The end exactly, is, exactly. You know, nobody wants to be at the end. I don't think so. Yeah, I would. I would. I t- like I I tell people a lot of times that you know you keep pressing, you may get. You may get to that point where you want to stop, you know, and we all get frustrated. Of and course. We want to quit, you know. You know, you want to fast forward your way to the end of the marathon and quit, you know, but you can't. You know, you got you just got to keep going and, and, and never stop doing what you've been doing, you know. Um, and that's what, again, I, I over the past four and a half years or so, uh, one of them board members has said, you can't quit. You know, no matter how, no matter how much you want to quit, <laughs> and and they they end up picking me up and carrying me the next few steps until I get myself together, right? You know, get back on the path. So the journey will, for me, will always come until I get called home by the Lord. There you I go. Working and working and working until that day. So. That's what's up. I, I like I like that answer. I love that because a lot of people will say, and I've had a couple of people say that they were at the end of the marathon i mean and and i kind of understand what they would mean because they're, they're trans it was for them and for for them it meant transition from one thing to another mm-hmm. so the second thing i want you to so the second thing i want to ask of you is i want you i want you to give yourself a shameless plug i want you to tell everybody tell our audience you know who you are you know your, the name of the name of your most recently released book the name of the magazine and where they can find both of them at Okay, my name is Gerald C. Anderson Sr. And make make sure it's, you, you put it that way, Gerald C. Anderson Sr. Because otherwise, you get some actor guy that I've never heard of before. But <laughs> otherwise, you'll get him. So put Gerald C. Anderson Sr. Uh, my latest book is called The Death Nights, and of course, the magazine is the Life Magazine. So you can get you can get all the information on the Life Magazine at thelifemagazine.com. And, and life is spelled L-Y-F-E. So it's thelifemagazine.com. Um, from any of my books, you can reach me on com, which is my um, my website. It has all the, all the novels on it. The, the e-book short stories are not on my website, but you can download those from Amazon if you like. Cool. That's it. Yeah. That word, that word. Now, can they can they find you on social media like Facebook or Instagram? They can find me at, at Gerald C. Anderson Senior on Facebook and Instagram, and the Life Magazine. This you can find uh, the Life Magazine is the Life Magazine on Instagram, and then it's on Facebook. Unfortunately, the Life Magazine was taken, so we couldn't use it. So we had to use My Life Mag. So. That works. That works. So. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I want you. I want you guys. To, number one, to please, 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 and I'm, and I cannot stress this enough. Please support us. Please support us as authors um, and writers. Um, reviews help us tremendously. Um, 
you know, it, it, it doesn't hurt to like a post or share a post, you know, you know, you don't have to necessarily purchase a book to, to, to show support. But if you do purchase a book, please leave a review because yeah. it helps us tremendously as a, as writers, because it helps us improve our craft. And it also helps. Uh, it also it also helps you because it allows us to bring to bring more to bring more wonderful stories like like the Death Knights or like Standing Firm to you. Yeah. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to some and reintroduce to others my bro- my brother, editor-in-chief of The Life magazine, author extraordinaire, the author of the most recently released book, The Death Knights, Mr. Gerald Anderson, Mr. Gerald C. Anderson Sr. Sorry about that. No problem. So first and foremost, man, I want to thank you so very much for coming on to this platform tonight and just blessing us with your presence and your energy and your enthusiasm for what you do, um, your enthusiasm for for writing your books and also uh, contributing to your to this to this wonderful wonderful magazine that's been going strong for four years now. Um, first and foremost, I want to wish you so the the best, so much of the best in all your endeavors, whether it's well, you know anything that you endeavor to do. I wish you the I wish you the best of, the best in. I want to, you know, lay. I want, I want, I want to continue. I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to continue supporting you as a writer and also as a, as a, as a, as a magazine creator. So, so I know I'm going to keep doing that. And I want to, and I'm going to try. I'm going to most definitely encourage people to, to, to tap, to tap in, to tap into, tap into your talent, tap into this magazine because it's, it's positive. It's, it's one, it's great. It's positive and it has a positive message. But also tap into your work as an author because. Even in the espionage, even in the espionage thriller, there's still a message. There's still a message to be, to be seen in that, and right. I can't and I can't wait to dive into that to see to see what the message is. Right. Okay. Well, I, well again, man, no problem, man. Thank you so very much for for tuning in to us, man. Um, before before we go, man, I want to leave you guys. I want to leave you guys with one thing, and this is this is just a thought. This is just a thought for this evening. The path the path to the path to being a better person begins with self-evaluation it continues with forgiveness of oneself and others it continues it continues with self-praise self self-love self-appreciation self-awareness all these things are all these things contribute to the path of path of being a better person the question is do you want to be a better person or do you want to do you want to be the same person that you are that you are right now the choice is yours Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in tonight, man. I want to again want to thank my very special guest, Mr. Gerald and Mr. Gerald C. Anderson Sr. for coming on and blessing us with his enthusiasm and his energy. Please check out the death. Please check out his recent release book, The Death Knights, which is currently available right now on his website. And also check out the Life Magazine. That is that's the that's the Life, which is spelled L Y F E. And check out the more check out the summer issues. Guys, it's got some great articles great to great personalities and great talent on there so please check that out and on that note i want you guys to continue to be safe take care of each other and most of all love on each other this has been the author's alley with and i'm your host mr frederick Beatty. you guys continue to be safe and i love you and they and there ain't nothing you can do about that see you guys later